0: Today's episode of The Wretched Hive is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash hive. That's H-I-V-E in case you can't spell hive. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to The Wretched Hive Podcast.
1: I've a bad feeling about this. Mars Island Space Force. What are you talking about? You will never find
2: the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious.
3: Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff.
4: I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some
3: real folks.
4: That's good news. I like the sound of that.
3: Ewan McGregor might be involved in a Star Wars project.
5: Ewan or Ewan?
3: Ewan. Ewan. Ewan? Wait a minute, is this a spoiler? Ewan? This is a spoiler. Ewan? (laughs) Wait. Oh man, do we have spoiler alerts aplenty today because you have found the Wretched Hive podcast for Friday, February 22nd, 2019, episode 81 of the show my name is steve baldwin and most of the hive is joining me tonight including
5: the wookie co-pilot greg lent stevie b how the hell are you it is so good to be here i'm I'm so happy that you've all joined us today tonight tomorrow tomorrow the next week whenever you've decided to join us but right now it's cold outside guys Mm. it's cold outside but it's getting hot in here because in two weeks time Two weeks from today, actually, we have the start of the crazy summer, fall, winter movie season, beginning with Marvel's Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel is
3: two weeks from today as yep. we record the show, or uh, on from Friday. Uh, from two Friday. weeks from Friday. Two March, weeks from Friday. Wow.
5: Hey, initial reviews are coming in, and so far, they're looking coming good. In, coming in good. Coming in hot. Wow,
3: fantastic. Oh, I'm so excited about that one. It's going to be great. Yeah, except for it's going
5: gr- yeah, to be a great year for movies. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so much that I'm looking forward to, and Captain Marvel uh, is one of them. Ending the year, of course, with the still-untitled Star Wars Episode IX. Well, talk, we've got some talk, news about talk, that. Talk goose. We've got talk some news about that.
3: We've got a lot of news about that tonight, also on the show. He is a lifelong
1: Star Wars fan! Ivanski! Hey, Steve, thank you so much for having me here tonight. Of I course, just wanna say welcome hey, to the show. I wanna say in the past year, it's mm-hmm. been dark times for me. Oh. I'm coming back to, to, to the that. light. Oh, you know, after this whole last Jedi fiasco, <laughs> I got some news in the last couple days from Toy Fair, and I am excited. Now we gotta to hit Toy
3: Fair. Yes. Did I see oh I don't wanna pimp this, but is are there are they remaking the vintage action figures? Yes. Like they in the are. old mo- molds. Yes oh, they are. Okay, we gotta hit
5: well, them. Well they kinda have been for several years, haven't they? Or do they just reissue mm. them every now and then? Uh yes, but mm.
1: they've had issues with the past versions that they've done and it it's been uh, far and few between with mm. the versions that they've done, but they've been a little bit off. These yeah. actually are Spot on replicas. Of I the saw Princess
3: Leia with a a, a a robe that was like three sizes too big for her. I'm like, that's yep. the original mold. The vinyl, yes, the vinyl cape. Yep. Uh, not on the show, at least right now. He's the captain of the. Falcon. He is working back to his uh, old working ways. He worked um, had the weekend off, so he's got to work tonight.
5: So we'll happy listen- birthday, Shana, who doesn't listen to the show, but happy hmm. birthday anyway.
3: We got to change. We got to fix that. She's one of the wretched wives. She needs to stay up on the news <laughs> of, of that is always broken here on the Wretched Hive podcast. Yes, yes.
0: I, I, I'm happy if she just makes the occasional video camera appearance to smack Nico in the forehead while he's talking
3: to us. <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, that's a great point. And you know that voice.
5: And finally.
0: I know, Jesus. This
5: podcast became the darling of
1: Silicon Valley. <laughs> we have. They decided it was the power source. Dave! That's George Soros on
3: record! (laughs) Under no circumstances. I
5: didn't try to climb up the butt of Hollywood.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Should you
4: ever. And all the rest of your weird-ass crap.
3: And I mean, you can't do anything, ever, because
4: you're a oh. devil. <laughs> ever, you've chosen the wrong side, and you're going to be destroyed. Call him. If you're a whale, you're fighting a big squid, <laughs> ten times bigger than you. <laughs> and so now you get the full, the full heat
0: loads. See, it's just oh, it's only started. I uh, it's kind of like uh, missile command. You can hit those buttons as fast as you want, but more missiles just keep coming down.
3: <laughs> uh, I can't wait to hear the story on this one,
0: dude. Dude, <laughs> what the hell do you do with your life that you find yourself? <laughs> <I don't> <laughs> That's well, our buddy,
5: and and just. Whack ass conspiracy nut job Alex Jones just being magic. I was gonna say it
0: totally
3: sounds like Alex Jones? Yeah. yeah. We need to have him on the show.
0: No, we do not. (laughs) (laughs) He's got he's got some free time, so Oh my god. That's the fastest way to get banned off of most social media platforms, is my my guess. But at any rate, Good afternoon, good evening, good morning to you wherever, whenever, however you are listening to us out there. We are 4 by 4 tonight. We might be 5 by 5 by the end of the night, but we'll see. Thank you to my favorite rebel scum, Steve Baldwin, as always, for introducing and hosting the show. You're very welcome. And here's the thing I've been thinking about. So we're in this, this kind of countdown march, right? This kind of checkoff for when are we going to get the <clears throat> first nugget about episode 9? When are we going to get the title? And... The snarky question that I want to ask, without an answer, this is rhetorical, are we going to wait longer for the title for Episode Nine, or were we going to wait longer for Scott to break down and buy Star Wars Episode Eight <laughs> on Blu-ray? But the serious, the serious question I have, because this is what occurred to me over the weekend when I was thinking about it, wouldn't it be fun if Lucasfilm just decided to troll fandom and never actually reveal what the title was until the movie opens? They don't really have to they can just market it as Star Wars Episode 9, December 20th, 2019 and what occurred to me when I asked myself that question was it might actually be better for the whole J.J. Abrams preserving the mystery of what's going to happen philosophy
4: mm-hmm. because, Box, the, yes,
0: because the second they reveal what that title is, we're going to look at every frame of footage and look at it through the light of whatever bullshit title it is and try to interpret what that footage means. Mm. So would it not actually be more enjoyable for Phantom if they just said Star Wars Episode 9 and here's your obligatory 90 second trailer of things that now make no sense to you whatsoever?
5: You know, Dave, it's funny that you bring this up on the show, and we this you know, we don't talk to each other usually and pre plan the show other than than Steve puts together show notes that nobody looks at. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean this in all seriousness. I, I it's, just, it's, just same, it's just fact. It's just fact. I don't know why he thinks that's funny. It's just factual. I had this exact same thought today, Dave, and it's and we must be just on the same wavelength through the show or whatnot. But I was t- thinking it like I wouldn't care if they just went all the way to release date with no title announced, just market it as Episode Nine yeah. all the way up until December twenty, and I'm still walking into that theater and buying my ticket and sitting my ass down and going, oh, it's Star Wars Episode Nine. Fuck you, nerd! I'm just uh, I'm just totally happy to be there. Because yeah. I'm pretty sure when
0: episode 3 came out, Lucasfilm, at the time, adopted a fuck you, nerd marketing strategy. I mean, it was episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, but the trailers were just like 20 seconds of clips. There's no voiceover. There's no setup. It's just like 20 seconds of lightsabers whizzing around the screen and then a title card that said episode 3, at Revenge of the Sith, with the release date. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, nerds. You know you're coming.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm. Huh. That's right. Well, we've got a lot. The da- of... St- the downfall to that argument, mm. though, mm. is the toys. They've got to put a name on all the toys. Oh, we've got news about that. Yeah, do we've they, got- or do, can they just say Star Wars Episode Nine? Well, they Ooh. don't. They don't have to, but they do. So,
1: I, I could say something. I'll, I'll wait till we. Yeah, talk let's to hold me. off yeah, on, on that. We'll and uh, yeah.
3: and if you have ever had anyone say to you, "Fuck you, nerd." <laughs> Give us a call. Let us know what you did about it. Voicemail. And, and if that doesn't get a phone call, nothing's going to. <laughs> oh man! I would say all thirteen of our listeners have <laughs> had that said to them, and we're all proud of it. Yes. Uh, our the wretched Hive hotline is five six two four five five four four eight three. That's five six two four five five
0: Hive. That's H I V E. In case you can't spell Hive, losers. You got damn
3: right! And you can also find us online at www.theretchedhive.net Find us on Facebook Although I don't recommend it Facebook.com Forward slash Wretched Hive Podcast You can find us on Twitter At Wretched Hive Pod You can email the show to Show At theretchedhive.net You can uh, also find our app On the Apple App Store Just search Wretched On the Apple App Store And it comes right up Or Wretched Hive Podcast We're also on Google Podcasts Stitcher, and of course the best way, and the best way for us, for you to listen to the show is through Apple Podcasts, because the more listeners we have in reviews on Apple, being sort of the home of all podcasts, the better it is for us. So leave a review if you get a chance on Apple Podcasts, we sure would appreciate it.
5: All right. You know what you can do as you're sitting down, though, for everybody. I'm sorry to interrupt, Steve, but you know what you can do as you're sitting down to dinner with the family and everything. You download the Wretched app, and this is what you can do. As you're sitting there eating your spaghetti and meatballs, you can just bust out the app and whip out one of these. Just go, hang on, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God damn it. And then Bob Iger thing is not working now. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got damn covered. you, damn you. <laughs> we need to fire the web developers what we need to do or the I think app we developers, need to fire need whoever installed
3: the Wi-Fi in your house is what we need to do All <laughs> absolutely <right>. not <laughs> let's get to some news guys
4: from ABC News World headquarters this is ABC World News tonight <laughs>
3: No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the wretched hive. So be it. That was like Craig Federighi, uh, uh, the Apple guy, uh, on stage when, when the when the Apple when the iPhone doesn't do what he wants it to do on the, the live exhibition. On, you know, <laughs> he's like, "What do I do?" Right he blames like, the Wi-Fi. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I cherish those moments. Guys, we have a ton of stuff to talk about tonight. I, I we've got enough for oh two shows. I, there it is. <laughs> Slight delay on the old wretched app there, but uh, well, in the next update of the wretched app, I'm going to build all that stuff in so it's local to the phone. But um, we'll we'll get that done next time. No problem at all. But um, guys, we have a lot to cover. We're going to start it off with the recent Disney quarterly earnings call. Somebody that we know.
0: Very Whoa, well. Nothing. On.
5: nothing, nothing Slow down, Steve. We Wars don't we, like fucking earnings we, we don't want to rev the
0: audience up right out of the gate, Steve. That seems like a bad strategy. <laughs> oh,
3: you know our fans are big fans Bob of Bob Iger. You know we have to hear from Mister Iger every now and then. So, but you know he talked about a lot. It was a wide-ranging conversation. I only had to listen to a 45-minute call to pull these quotes out. So usually they're two hours. So for some reason this one was shorter. Uh, but that's Mr. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Bob Iger, Iger. was—he uh, covered a lot of topics that are relevant to our show, and so we're going to start us off with uh, Mr. Iger talking about the tech that's going into the Disney Plus app and some of the developers of the shows on Disney Plus. So let's hear uh, Bob Iger talking about the Disney Plus and the technology behind the Disney Plus app
2: we have a number of great creative engines across our company, all of which are dedicating their talent, focus, and resources to develop and produce strong content for the Disney Plus platform. Most of the teams creating shows and movies for this service are the same innovators and storytellers driving the prolific success of Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Lucasfilm, operating under the same expectations of excellence. We look forward to leveraging National Geographic to provide even more unique content for Disney+. Plus. Presented with an overabundance of choice, consumers look to brands they know to sort through the options and find what they actually want. The DTC space is no different in that regard, and we're confident our iconic brands and franchises will allow us to effectively break through the competitive clutter and connect with consumers. We'll also use our brand to help subscribers quickly navigate the content on Disney+, creating an efficient interface that enhances their experience and their affinity for the service. We'll demonstrate the Disney Plus platform and showcase some of the original content we're creating for it at our investor day on April 11th. We'll also take that opportunity to provide detailed insight into our overall DTC business.
3: Okay, so there's some stuff to unpack there. And, and Greg, I'm excited to hear your take on this. I know you're, you're pumped up about Disney Plus, um, what stands out to you from from Mr. Iger's uh, comments? Well, hold on, Bob I mean, Iger,
0: you got to wake him up first. Before... Yeah, <laughs> is, what stands out to me is how interesting and dynamic he makes Ben Stein seem. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Seriously. So, anyone? And... <laughs> anyone? Something economics? Something d o o economics? D o o economics? Anyone?
3: Drool, anyone? Drool pooling on the desk. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Did he actually say anything about Star Wars in there? Was there anything no, that he was talking there's no about? Star Wars. Wars? It was all,
0: it was all Disney Plus. No, we're talking oh. Disney Plus so
3: far. So, so he's talking about the 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 content and the functionality of the app did anything jump out to you that might
0: be interesting for you and it would have been in very very slow motion because bob Iger was talking about
1: it (laughs)
5: yeah i i i i was barely able to hear what that guy was saying so oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. seriously my Poor head Bob.
1: my headphones literally <laughs> fell off my head just <laughs> now. they they really did
3: all right now, okay, well, I'll tell you what
5: jumped out at me okay, tell me, please, because Jesus <laughs> Christ you had to sit through forty five minutes of that and someone shit. yeah can you just can you just give me some bullet points on that <laughs> Look,
0: i
3: I do it. So you guys don't have... I am here for you and our and listeners, okay? I take a bullet for this show. Guys, when I come we in here, Steve's ears are literally caked with dried blood. And I've got some big ears. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so here, here's... here's I'm just going to pull one factoid out of that quote okay. that I think is relevant to what we're talking about here.
0: You, you could say pretty much show. anything, and we would all believe you, because we all zoned out in the middle <laughs> of that guy talking.
3: He said, we are going to demonstrate... The functionality and some of the content on the app on April 11th. Okay, so why is April 11th? Did you 11- say that? Really? Yes, yes. Why is April 11th significant? Because it's the day after my birthday. That is the first day <laughs> of Star Wars celebration. Oh. April 11th is a Thursday in April, it's the first day of celebration. Oh. There are some theories out there that the trailer is going to drop on April twelfth, which is the Friday of celebration. The most media attention um, would be given on Friday yeah. uh, for uh, Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. That's when we got the Chewie, We're Home trailer yeah. on Friday. So there's so it sort of the dates sort of line up for maybe them showing the content and the functionality of the app on April 11th at Star Wars Celebration maybe some of the content we'll see on April 11th at Star Wars Celebration is the Mandalorian Hmm. that's my theory
1: what do you guys think? I'm going to check my special future reading device (laughs) called the Magic 8 Ball. It's called your brain all signs
0: point to yes alright all right. Yeah, so, I, I'm using the time stone. It's on uh, loan to me from Thanos. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I have I have examined 14,067 possible outcomes <laughs> of this podcast.
3: That and is 12. In all more. But one of them,
0: in all but one of them, you're correct, Steve. I think this is the perfect
3: time for me to circle back to the beginning of the show and say, "Fuck you, nerd." <laughs> 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 All right, so let's, right. let's move I read, on.
0: I actually read a great, just as a sidebar, if we yeah. want to talk about it tonight, I read a great Avengers Endgame theory that I think is a legit spoiler that I'm happy to talk about if you want to.
3: Sure. Well, we're going to talk about Avengers Endgame and how they rolled out the title of that movie in a few minutes. So hold off on that. Let's go to n- quote, right. quote number two from Bob Iger. I'm going to try to keep you guys awake during this one. Now, oh. this one's interesting. <laughs> Because on the show in the past, especially, particularly Nico, I think, has raised the issue of: Are we going to keep Deadpool-like content in the Disney family? Right? Mm-hmm. Or are we going to Disneyize and sort of bleach everything clean? Well, I think we've already discussed this. Well, we have, but now we're going to hear straight from the boss, Mister. Bob Iger Bob Iger. He's going to talk about the question. Let me set this up. The question was about ESPN and whether or not Disney would ever champion sports gambling. Okay. So I'm going to play this clip. The question is about sports gambling and how adult content, including Deadpool, might change now that Disney and Fox... R1. So check this out.
2: Doug, I, well, I understand the sort of connection you made to gambling and to Deadpool. Um, I think that we're looking at them in very different ways. I don't see the Walt Disney Company, certainly in the near term, uh, getting involved in the business of gambling and the fact by facilitating gambling in any way. I do think that there's plenty of room, and ESPN has done some of this already and they may do more to provide information in coverage of sports as a, for instance, that would be relevant to and a particular interest to gambling and not be shy about it, basically be fairly overt about it. But getting into the business of gambling, I rather doubt it. We do believe there is room for the Fox properties to exist without um, significant Disney influence over the nature of the content, meaning that we see that there is certainly popularity amongst Marvel fans for the, you know, the R-rated the Deadpool films as if, for instance, we're going to continue uh, in that business, and there might be room for more of that. And uh, there's nothing that we've really seen in the Fox, either library or in the activities that Fox is engaging in today from a standards perspective that would be of concern to us, as long as we're very carefully branding them and, and making sure that we're not in any way confusing the consumer uh, with um, product that would be either Disney product or the more traditional uh, Marvel product.
3: Without significant influence from Disney on the content. You heard it from them directly. I think we're still going to see rated R stuff coming out
1: of Disney, including Deadpool and other stuff that we love on the show. Sure. I never had a doubt about that, but I know Dave's going to jump all over this. So just give me one second, Dave. Um, All right. So just real quick, we've already kind of confirmed this. The problem is, is now we have to listen to a boring-ass Bob Iger talk about it. So Mm. Bob Iger. So my my problem is, is the biggest issue I have with this whole thing, and Mm. you, Steve, listening to 45 minutes of this, (laughs) is there was no counterpoint with Ryan Reynolds in this. It would have been Mm. so interesting if he was up there at least cracking his normal jokes. Because my God, he would have (laughs) annihilated Bob in a sweet way. But seriously, if you go and look up anything with Ryan Reynolds on his Twitter feed about the Disney-Fox merger over the last year and a half, it's phenomenal. I mean, we're talking Photoshop pictures of him being escorted out of Disneyland with security saying, "I guess you really can't blow the Matterhorn." Seriously,
3: <laughs> that's amazing. Why wasn't what he is his, at this? Why don't you give him a plug. What's the what's the Twitter handle?
1: Oh, his um, at Van City Reynolds. <laughs> Please go follow at, at Van City Reynolds. Reynolds. Okay. You will have the and, best time. And, and just as an add on to that, the
0: Blake Lively Ryan Reynolds trolling of each other as a couple the is just it's just the reason Twitter and Instagram was invented. Oh, it yeah. really
1: is. Oh wait, wait, wait. Oh, Instagram too. Oh yes. Yeah. And and let, let me add to Dave's thing, it's not just those two, it's the threesome between those two and Hugh Jackman. Really? My God, they are Golden, perfect, golden eggs.
3: Okay, so so that's not monitored by 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 Disney. I mean, Bob is in control of what Disney does. Sure, right. And so, uh, I think what he's saying here is that for you fans that like the R-rated content, yeah,
0: that's not going anywhere. Well, he did he did he didn't exactly say that. He was nowhere near that definitive with it. Just to be devil's advocate for a second, okay. he was. Speaking in you know possibilities and oh we might do this or we have to be careful of that and it, it it's all language to me like when you're tr- when you're dating somebody and you want them to stay interested in you but they're they're asking you for something that you're really not sure about you're very non-committal about it but in a way that sounds like you're into it so they're not scared off that's what's going on right now okay like once once they have full control. They'll do some evaluation and they'll they'll see where things are, you know, they'll make sure Ryan Reynolds hasn't, you know, tweeted about pedophilia any time in the last twenty years. <laughs> yeah. And and it'll go from there. But he, he's not he's not definitively concretely in any way that an investor can hold against him, committing to it one way or the other, which is really the point of that call and as boring as he sounds on it there is actually a certain amount of appreciation i have to give to anybody who can talk for that long and sound informative without actually informing
3: well and in in his defense also he was not the only speaker on this call they had another vp on who took some of the questions more of the fiscal questions bob was more yeah. of the of the programmatic side of the of the conversation
1: he's a ceo he's going to give his little overview he's it's corporate i don't care if you love disney or hate disney
3: it's corporate and this is for shareholders the purpose of these calls is to appeal It's their legal obligation to inform shareholders what's going on
1: which i think honestly should be outlawed it's it's a bs meeting honestly you're talking about people disney makes billions and billions of dollars This is just outrageous to me. They just sit there and just listen to him talk non-informative information for two hours or three hours. He really just blows smoke up their ass and lets them know, don't worry, next year you're going to make another $7 billion. Well, they talk about their earnings. I mean, I leave that
3: part out, but there's a lot more that I'm highlighting, obviously. But, I mean, this is is their legal obligation to do this, and they can't lie on these things. They've got to be truthful with shareholders. So there's a lot of good information shared, and I (laughs) I think as boring as we, you know, we always make fun of Bob Iger, as boring as he is as a Maybe as a speaker from the lectern, um, you know, he's there's a lot of weight when Bob Iger says something; it means something, and and us as Star Wars fans need to pay attention to this stuff.
0: No, it, it, and it, it and it's fair, and what I would say, Steve, is they they can't get caught lying on the calls. Yeah, It's not that they can't lie on the call. It's that they can't get caught lying on the call. Well, that's (laughs) (laughs) true. That's a good distinction to make. There's a very important
3: distinction
1: that I want to make. I I was seriously watching the video feed as you were saying that, and Mm. Dave's like, I'm like, just segue to Dave. Segue (laughs) to Dave. I know he wants to say this so bad. Well, I think
3: he was was, uh, doing his mimicry of Bob Iger as Bob (laughs) Iger was... I was, trying I was
0: trying to pep him up a little bit, because like, I just imagined Bob Iger just not moving, just like looking like a statue. And I'm like, just, dude, be Italian. Throw some hand
1: gestures in, some head weaves. like, Keep people interested in what you're doing. Seriously. All right, it's, we, we, it's khakis and polo shirts, and it's boring as fuck. Okay, I'm sorry. But yeah, he needs to lighten it up. Put a Mickey Mouse shirt on, for Christ's sake, you know, or something. <laughs> I've got one more quote from Mr.
3: Iger here. He was asked by one of the people on the call... Um, what type of advertising are they going to oh, put in, and my... what's the advertising Wait, budget? Timeout.
1: Go- what? You seriously? Three clips of Bob Iger. You are at four minutes and twenty-seven seconds. I've been counting on Bob <laughs> Iger tonight, Steve. I'm a big fan of Bob Iger. Bob Iger. <laughs> he was asked, "What type of advertising budget
3: are they expecting to uh, to utilize to promote Galaxy's Edge?" And this is what Bob had to say.
2: And I would say, by the way, on the marketing expense side, don't expect much. I'm thinking that maybe I should just tweet, it's opening, and that will be enough. I think we're going to end up with incredibly popular and in-demand product with these two new lands. They're large, they're beautiful, and they're extremely innovative. That's what she said. I've, I've heard that popularity before. The of the Star Wars brand. And I, I think that um, we're going to have absolutely no problem gaining attention uh, for them or to them, and it's not going to take much marketing to do that okay. yeah
1: okay i I agree bob
0: that 's how I feel about it
1: yeah it, here's the thing you don't he doesn't even have to put that out there he doesn't even have to tweet that. How many millions of people have taken phone shots off the balcony of the or the top level of parking structure? Dumbo or whatever. I have right. multiple times. We've all taken pictures at the gate like we're waiting for the gate to open. How many people have tried to sneak drones over the <laughs> Disneyland Drive yeah. just to get some aerial shots? It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah, They don't need to market anything. They have... So
3: he said their expenses for the park uh, increase once the thing opens Yeah. because now they've got to start paying salaries and they've got to start you know, getting product in there and everything. and But promoting it beforehand... Is not needed with this particular property because it's already about as popular as it can be.
1: So,
0: so I, yeah, that, that, that is a moment where I have to say, I wish Donald Trump actually could have answered that question instead <laughs> of Bob Iger. And I mean this with absolute sincerity because the whole, like, I don't need to spend any money on marketing. I could just tweet, it's open. I mean, can you imagine just like Donald Trump delivering that concept? Because it's 100% true. Yeah. All he needs to do is tweet that it's open and Trump would be able to riff off of how stupid that question is and how incredible it is. I is. Two words. I'm open. Boom. There's your budget. What am I going to do with the rest of it? I'm going to go to McDonald's. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. That would have been fantastic. That would yeah. have been epic. Sorry. I'm stream of consciousness.
3: That's all right. No, you're good, man. You're good. You're, that's absolutely right. I mean, if nothing else, the president is entertaining and he knows how to work his Twitter feed. He, he did, I, I think that's about <laughs> say, it. Say, that's say about the nicest thing I can him. say about him.
0: Say what, look, say what you want about him, but <laughs> President Trump is a carnival barker, and I mean that in a sincere, mm. flattering way. The man can sell anything. Mm. The man can absolutely sell anything, and, and that would have been super, a
1: superb moment to put those talents to use right there. Mm. You're leaving out the important part, and that's, and bankrupt almost everything he touches. Seriously, including this bring country. In. We're just bringing him in for marketing here. We're not, like, asking him to take charge of the Russian economy
0: or anything like that. <laughs> I think he's already doing that.
3: Well, he may be a pawn of the Russian government. In, Apparently, in we his defense, we he
5: never had one of those planes crash before that airline bankrupted, so come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who? I, look, I, we rip on him a lot. And we've done this with other people, too. But I want to say this. Are you talking about Bob Iger or the president? Bob the President. Iger. Okay. But I will say, mm. whoever, the last time he tweeted about global warming, mm. which, seriously, you've got to stop doing that. When you have people telling you th- what the difference between weather and climate is, mm. it's ridiculous. But the person who tweeted back to him there's a huge
3: snowstorm what's up with global warming yes
1: right come yeah. back yeah. yeah right right. seriously yeah. no but the person that had to explain to him what weather and climate was mm-hmm. by using the comparison of a prostitute peeing on him oh <laughs> jesus what's the best tweet ever mm-hmm.
3: anytime we say a uh, prostitute peeing on someone we have to uh, shot that shot. there you go
0: yeah, rim shot is right.
3: <laughs> oh my god! Just when I thought we were going to hit a new low, we oh. hit
1: a new low, low, <laughs> a new low. low.
3: <laughs> All, right. All right, guys, we're going to move on. That was Mr. Iger. Thank you, Bob, Bob for Iger. coming on the show as always and for inviting me on your press call. I really appreciate that. Wow, that was mighty nice. No, of him. I pulled down the MP3 from no. WaltDisney.com. Yeah. Um, see, see if it's not allowed
0: on that press call under the terms of restraint. <laughs> <of war. laughs> <laughs> they let Ryan Reynolds tweet all
3: that, and I can't even come on. Um, all right. Guys, we've got some news about some Star Wars shows that are in production, and there's a lot of rumors out there. So I'm going to go ahead and throw up the spoiler alert warning here. Just for our this is a public service announcement. If you don't want to be spoiled, don't listen to this next segment. Here it is. <laughs>
0: I also want to say, just as an add-on to that real quick, yep. at least half of this shit could be completely made up. We really don't know. That's true. That's true.
3: Because our our uh, key news sources are just random internet websites.
0: So sources? To be true. Which, which may it, or may not be run by the Chinese or the Russians. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, whether
3: they're Chinese or Russians, I cannot confirm. But eastcoastmovieguys.com.
0: That sounds legit. That sounds like a real site. <laughs> Our reporting. One step removed from the Washington Post. I'm sure that's legit.
3: From Star Wars News Net. Now, Star Wars News Net usually has pretty good sources. I, I've got to say, they've been accurate about a bunch of stuff over the years okay. with Star Wars stuff. They are saying that Disney is developing an Obi Wan six part series starring Ewan McGregor. This is, again, I'm reading from EastCoastMovieGuys.com, but this is quoting the article on Star Wars News Net. Lucasfilm and Disney are planning on bringing the beloved character to the small screen with a six-part limited series centered on the character sometime between the events of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith and Star Wars A New Hope. Ewan is the perfect age for this. Yeah. It has to happen. We've talked about it on the show. It's been a while. Take my money, Disney Plus. I am in with Ewan and a six-part series about Obi Wan Kenobi.
1: Steve, can I add to that? Yeah, please. Disney, take Steve's money, and I'll be over here to watch it on his television. No, we've we we
3: came together. We, we're all going to boycott boycott you from this. You cannot come over. Oh, I'm sorry.
5: Whatever. All right. Okay. You are banished from Chicken catchatory Night. Oh. Bring me some Guinness. You can come over. It's fine. I'll bring private stock over, man. That's yeah.
1: some good stuff, uh,
3: Greg. I know you're excited about Disney Plus. You've talked a lot about how how pumped you are about the Mandalorian, about how you're ready. You've got your 15 bucks a month lined up already, in uh, hand. Does this? What is this? What does this mean to you? In, in, in terms, if this is true, does this enhance your your excitement about Disney Plus, or or is it sort of benign? What What's your take on this?
5: First off. I feel this has to be mentioned, and it was, as it was mentioned in the pre-show, I'm going to mention it here, courtesy of my number one son, Nico Rodriguez. Is this an official Disney <laughs> announcement? <laughs> See, uh, this is what I'm talking about. We need the clip. No, We need the clip.
3: No, but I'm telling you, this is – yeah,
5: we'll pull that out for sure. But, uh, <laughs> um, so, number. So moving on. So look. I want this to happen so bad.
0: So when I found that clip, I was like, I have never heard of this fucking website in my life. But I'm like, I have to share it because Greg and Steve will just instantly – Instantly drop what they're doing and stop drooling as soon as they and start drooling as soon as they read this.
3: This exactly. has this has to happen, you guys. You yeah, there's, we, it's, if, We're in the window for it right now.
5: Yeah. it's perfect. Yeah, if we if we go back to the early shows when I was talking when we first started talking about like the the Star Wars stories as they were called as they came to be known, you know, before Rogue One, before Solo, when they were still developing a, a Boba Fett movie and talking about what Obi Wan and everything like that, I said, let's make. You know, a man with no name trilogy s type oh. of picture, you know, the old spaghetti western, the Clint Eastwood, the the good, the bad, the ugly, something like that, just oh. with Ewan McGregor, Ewan McGregor in the desert, you know, making Adobe, whatever he's doing. <laughs> um, and, but this, make it a six-part, and now you're like full-on in Kung Fu walk the earth territory. So now I'm oh, like, yeah. I am so in on this. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Scott, he- imagine him in a six-part miniseries. An hour long each, fast paced yeah. as fast as he can make the Adobe. I forgot about that whole that old <laughs> reference. I'd forgotten about that, but I mean this this it, would it, just be phenomenal, right? It
1: would. Uh, they on. could edit this uh, Tarantino style, and we Ooh. could get some great fast cuts of right. him making the Adobe, mm. but like a bad motherfucker. <laughs> but do you do you remember though that um, that we? Oh shoot, I lost my train
3: of thought. No, no, no it's um, yeah. We talked about how. Oh, my God. Uh, I totally lost my train of thought. I had a point to make, and it, I'm drinking rum, and it's bad. It's it's potent. It's good. This is where Steve notes the time and cuts everything out that I just said. <laughs> this is, <laughs> said this is we... how you know it's working. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, you, you threw this into our show notes. Is this? Are you pumped for this? Do you think this is a good idea, or is the Obi-Wan thing sort of done for I you?
0: I think it's a fantastic idea. Yeah. yeah and i it is such a fantastic idea i am scared as hell that they're just going to find a way to screw it up i really am but yeah. the idea of you know a a 6 to 12 hour depending on how long each of these episodes are a 6 to 12 hour story of obi-wan on tatooine the man with no name kung fu walked the earth like it the potential is so amazing so amazing I loved in the Star Wars comic series that Marvel started doing when uh, Luke found the journals of Obi-Wan and he would read back on Obi-Wan's adventures from time to time on Tatooine, you know, dealing with mm. sand people or saving a young Luke's life. And it, it, I was like, this is such a great unexplored story area. I was I was really wishing they would just do a spin off comic of that. Mm. And the fact that they didn't made me think, oh my God, maybe they are holding out for an Obi-Wan movie or something.
1: yeah. Dave, I think
0: what it what it is a sign of is that Disney is going to look to the Star Wars property as perhaps being more of a I don't want to say TV driven, but a streaming service driven property going forward mm. than a cinematic driven mm. property going forward. Marvel is a cinematic property that's going to have TV spin-offs or offshoots, if you will. Star Wars may be the other way. They do have a kind of movie through line that they do, but it goes at a slower pace, and the core of this is TV stuff, because we are all, with the exception of Scott, signing up for Disney
1: Plus. That's because I got all you guys signing up. I'm at somebody's house. I'm there. (laughs) You can ban me all you want. I'll break in, motherfuckers. Bring Guinness, you're in. Yeah, I'm I'm here. Um, So, I'm on board. I actually am. I'm really on board for this. I think it's a fantastic idea. If this is actually, you know, legit... I'm there. I mean, Ewan's going to knock this out of the park. He's a fantastic actor. you got a, a company like Disney backing him up. It's it's a great idea. I want to say that with all the turmoil that's been happening and, and talking about Solo and how things have kind of been mixed up, I, there is a rumor out there that somebody has been talking about the possibility or the potential of bringing in something that we've just heard about, and I know Greg loves talking about it, uh, Darth Plages plague Plague plagias you were gonna
5: you were gonna do it so it's catching on guys it's catching on I
1: know I was trying to go down his road but I couldn't do it um
0: I am I am so embarrassed to be here right now so a
3: Darth a Darth Plagueis series (laughs) yes you're hearing is potentially in development
1: I'll I'll dig up the site I was checking it out and I thought it was fantastic I'm like Mm. wow that would be actually kind of an interesting backstory to everything that we've kind of been given so far we've only heard from a certain point of view right uh, from the Emperor, what this person was like. And it would be a very neat backstory to the entire history of the Sith. And I think that would be a kind of a fun idea on top of this Obi-Wan. Thing.
3: Well, just think if they, if they drop all, if they produce this thing and it's six episodes and they drop all six episodes at once, like they're some like Netflix series or want to yeah. do, uh, it will be a day long remembered <laughs> yes, that will. I will sit and wa- I'll take the day off of work or whenever and I will just watch that whole thing. Well, so I, it, I, I cannot wait for this. A, a
1: series like this, now, they can do any format they want, but a series like this typically like Netflix would be a 52-minute, roughly an hour. You're talking a, a six-hour binge right there. Yeah, They have the potential of doing more than that. Yeah, you. Know, some of these Game of Thrones episodes have, what, hour and oh. 15 minutes, oh, yeah. hour and 20 minutes? Yep. There's you got potential for some serious cinematic television right there. All right, well let's that's a nice
3: segue to the next story I've got which is uh, uh, screenrant.com put together a list of every Star Wars show that's either confirmed or rumored coming to Disney Plus. So so let's let me run down this really quick. So the big one we know, that Greg has a boner for. I think we all. I think we all do. We, all do. Yeah, Let's we, be do. Fair. we do. We yeah. do. The Mandalorian.
5: Mine bigger than, than it should be, though. Well, <laughs> it's
3: it's not. You it's not, said it. it. It's not even three quarters. It's like five, It's like you know, nine tenths. Um, the Mandalorian. That's that's huge. That's going to be a big one. All right, number yeah. two. We know in production Rogue One, the casting Andor yeah. focused prequel. Okay. Fact another big one another, that's yeah. in production another fact the clone wars season 7 now oh.
5: for some reason i thought that was on
3: netflix is that plus that is going to be plus uh, no that was plus we we on, did let talk me about read this it. Uh, the clone wars was first introduced as an animated feature film in 2008 a television series was created by george lucas clone wars was heavily praised it does talk about that it was moved to netflix for a sixth season yes But this is saying that it's planned for Disney+. Plus.
5: Yes. Okay, excellent. The
3: Clone Wars Season 7 hits Disney+, Plus in the near future, is the last sentence of this particular part.
1: I think we actually know it's a fall release. I think we've discussed that, actually, on the show.
3: Okay. I'm going to believe you, because I don't remember anything we talked about before the last five minutes. (laughs) All right. So, that's what we know for sure. Okay, now this is getting into the rumor part. Okay, first rumor involves Finn and Poe. A series around centered around Finn
5: and Poe, just like just Poe uh, just being all cocky and Finn being all I'm getting too old for this shit.
4: Yeah,
3: I'm, I'm going nice to call stuff. that
5: one. I'm going to call that one fake news.
3: So John Boyega and Oscar Isaac starring in some sort of a a a. Made for Disney Plus series,
1: kind of a threes Company meets Canto Byte.
3: Now they, now they have lent their voices, I think, to what's that small little the the the, Resistance? the shorts? Oh, yes, is it
1: Resistance? Resistance is the animated
3: yeah series. I think they're in that with their voices, but we're talking about live shows here, live, okay? Live television, okay.
5: I, I could I could see I could see uh, John Boyega. Signing on to do it, but Oscar Isaac seems like he's in everything nowadays. So yeah. I don't know that he would have the time to commit to a series like this. I don't know.
3: Yeah, I think he's in high demand too, right? Mm-hmm.
0: He's, he's 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 in more stuff than Liam
3: Neeson right now. He's a superb actor. That's saying a lot.
5: Well, <laughs> and he's gonna he's gonna be in more stuff than Liam Neeson going forward too. So. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so
3: that was one. The other rumor. And I would be excited about this because you know how I get with these young, attractive British ladies. Oh, here we go. Amelia Clark and Donald Glover reprising their roles as Kira and ha- and uh, excuse me, Lando. Lando, yeah. In a series of their own, where they go off and have adventures together.
5: And Chances of that one slim to fucking none. Yeah, with Donald <laughs> Glover. But you, sir, what about it with Amelia Clark? Uh, think she Game would of do Thrones something? is ending, and so yeah. you know she just got off one high-profile series. If they threw a just a truckload of cash at her, I'm sure she would consider it and may and maybe go forward to it. I don't think Donna Glover. I don't think he cares yeah. a rat's ass about going back to it. He would be fantastic. I would love to see it. He was, you know, yeah. arguably the best part of the solo movie. Yeah, but um, it, but it, so. I, I I think he's got too many. Too many other you know, he's got way too many too much other shit that he's in such high demand for. The the
0: only other caveat that I would throw out to that, because I tend to agree with you, Greg, but I would I would bet a reasonable sum of money that they were both signed for potential sequels to solo. And Mm -hmm. that there is some there is some form of compensation for them if the sequels don't get made. Because you can't have a guarantee that, oh, you're gonna be in four movies, but we only make one of them, but Maybe can you class? Kind
5: of, can you classify I, a TV series as a sequel? And that's and that's where I'm going with
0: it. Mm. I don't know if there would be any way to try to swap that out or sweeten the pot or something like that. But that's there is a hook into these actors for Lucasfilm for these characters. So perhaps there is some ability to turn it into a a TV or streaming commitment as opposed to a film commitment yeah
3: well and don't forget with kira you've got a connection with one of the most beloved star wars characters of all time darth maul
5: and ray park is just itching to get back in the saddle and do that again too That's he right. was oh yeah he was super pumped about being back for the just the cameo for solo so yeah, yeah. i mean what
3: about a darth maul centric live action show I would love to see that. I think that's not be cool here. Too. That's not here. But I would watch that. I All would I, check that out. I would too. Hell yeah! All I
0: right. like how I like how we're making a list of things that are rumored and then shit that we're just making up ourselves right here on the show. because <laughs> like, I'm fine just, with that.
5: Just what the internet was made for. It's our yeah. own
3: spoiler alerts, if you will. Is.
4: <laughs> <laughs> shut it off. Oh my God. Is there is anyway. there
3: anything starring Anthony Daniels? Oh no! But we've got a story about Anthony Aww. coming up. Oh, my God. oh wait a minute! Yeah, there... you better have a story about
5: Anthony Daniels.
3: You know what? Let's <laughs> let's talk about that now because it's at the end of the show. But there is a new game coming out. I think I might have mentioned this maybe off the air or at the end of the show last week. Video game? Well, it's it's um, ILM's X Lab is producing a porg centric game. Yes, you can have a porg narrated by Anthony Daniels as C-3PO. It's basically my hell. A porn-centric <laughs> game with Anthony Daniels is my fucking hell. I wouldn't Ari, say hell. I would Ari, say purgatory. just
5: Smell the money coming off of that one. Just <laughs> oh, take a big long whip, just all just fucking money um, right there. You thought <laughs> that, okay, uh,
3: Okay, O T fans, you thought the ewoks were about money. Oh. <laughs> take a look at this one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. The, yes. Disney said Lucasfilm, hold my beer. Let me show you porks." <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's
3: legit that is in development. That's in development that, that, right
5: now. That X Labs, they're the same outfit. They they have made a couple of that have been pretty well regarded, but very yeah. low distribution virtual reality. I guess you would call them games. There, you know, I don't think there's really much game content to them. But they they've they made their name over the past couple of years. Very impressive looking. I just don't know, don't know that they know what to do with this technology so much right now. So This
3: is, run, this is on roadtovr.com so this is a VR game roadtovr.com uh, ILM XLAB Star Wars Project Porg
0: God help me. VR, VR stands for very randy. <laughs> <laughs> well
3: done. Uh, virtual Pet Experience comes to okay it's on leap one it's on that little handheld game for your little kids all
1: right okay not, to, to be fair that's fine I'm in if you uh. actually can barbecue a porg and eat it <laughs> Chewy wanted to I know yeah he wanted to uh, that... Hollow
5: out the inside of it and wear it like a condom. That's what I want to do.
3: <laughs> quick, quick summary here. Quick summary. Wait, just did I say hollow that, it yeah, out and use that, it like yeah. a condom? It just got that so dark. so, so
0: wrong and dark. <laughs> just seriously? Wow. Wow. That, that is the weirdest fucking thing huh. ever. Never mind. Man. Uh,
5: and Steve just flossed over I, it, too. Like I, I was like,
3: did me. I just hear I think I blocked it. Um, oh, God. so a summary in the experience, Jesus.
4: <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> you
3: can't unthink that, man. Oh my God. That I can't get serious. That's a visual. <laughs> just Greg with a just huge on. <laughs> hey, um, at least you got one my size over here. What is oh. Harrier? the Porygon is junk or is back? I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh, um, in the experience C-3PO those are feathers C-3PO drops off a baby pork. oh god this is terrible in the experience oh god do do we have do we have some actually some hidden microphone footage of Greg actually making love to his wife recently
4: (laughs) there it is there
3: we go Um, it's too close to my face god in the experience That's what she said. See, 3 po drops off a baby porg, much like an old school Tamagotchi or Neopet. Oh no. Okay. You take you take care of the porg, play fetch, feed it and help it raise baby porgs. Yes, there's a laser pointer. No. No. And apparently porgs love them as much as cats. No,
1: gay. Okay, okay. No. All right, here Lucas Arts uh, had it down. Okay, gosh. they they got the joke. They understood that Ewoks were really hated for a long time, and put that as an inside joke in their games. Dark Forces, you'd walk around, and there's little hidden areas where it has "Ewoks suck" written all over, mm-hmm. like in graffiti. What? Why do we have this? Why?
3: There's no. Uh, quoting uh, from the story again. There's no definite release date on the Porgy Pet Simulator. No. Although Magic Leap One owners are probably used to waiting at this point as the company is still making strides to fill out its content store, hopefully the company's independent creator program will help and they're awarding twenty to fifty thousand dollars to successful applicants. Wow. Mm. All right. Poor game coming to <laughs> coming to you. Are you Scotty will you buy the Magic Leap One just so you can get the the project poor game?
1: Steve, you heard it here first. Alright. One hundred percent. Yeah. No. Okay. All
2: right, shocking. This is Steve Sansweet of Rancho Obi-Wan, and you're listening to the Wretched Hive Podcast.
3: We talked a little bit at the top of the show about the title of Star Wars Episode Nine, So let's get into that a little bit more. ScreenRant.com reporting that, well, Wondering Aloud... Is Lucasfilm copying Avengers Endgame with the Star Wars 9 reveal? Now, if you guys remember, we did not know the title of Avengers Endgame until the trailer hit. Yes. That's how we found out it was called Avengers Endgame. So, Greg Lent, is it possible that Star Wars is following the same model and we will not know the title of Star Wars Episode 9 before... April 12th, which is now my new prediction for when we will see the trailer.
5: Um, yeah, I think it's totally possible. They did it. They've done it already with, as Dave mentioned earlier, with Revenge of the Sith. They announced the title with the first. It wasn't really a, I don't know if it was it a teaser. It may have been a teaser. It may not have no, been a teaser. I don't it, remember. But it, it was with a video announcement at, I think, Comic-Con.
0: At, at, it was at Comic-Con or Celebration. And that was and that was it was the unveiling of it. Is they were showing footage of the movies and then showing like, you know, episode one and you get the footage and it's the Phantom Menace and they just kept ticking through all of the movies in oh, order yeah. of release until they got to the reveal of Revenge of the Sith and the yeah. roof went off the fucking exhibit yeah. hall.
5: So I don't think there's any reason for them I honestly don't see them putting it out before celebration. I think celebration is the perfect time to do it right now. There's no there's no need or Really, vehicle other than JJ Abrams just randomly tweeting it out one day, yeah. uh, they just wait till celebration, just do it there. That you know that way they've got something they can give to the fans. They'll give them the title. They'll give them a a a look at the movie, well, and everybody goes home happy. I mean, that's what they want. So this is the perfect place to do it. They've waited this long. They're just wait another month and a half. So what? Right. I, I think the bigger question, Steve, is the fact that you brought this up. <laughs> If they're using the Marvel model
1: of uh, Avengers Endgame, Endgame was actually given to us twice in previous Marvel movies. Is it already there? Is it in The Force Awakens? Is it in The Last Jedi? Hmm. Have we heard the actual title said? Mm. Was Last Jedi used at any point in The Force Awakens that we might actually? Yes. Yes. The opening crawl. Yeah. That's right. That is right. Yeah. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: Yeah. 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 Good So I was right. (laughs) Shocker. Yeah, so are they doing the same thing? Is this a Disney thing? Because they obviously do that with the Avengers, and and that's Kevin uh, Feige. Am I saying that guy's name? I say say Feige. Feige? Feige? Feige, yeah. Anyone?
0: How how the hell do
1: you... I always thought it was Fagy,
0: and I'm watching all of the Marvel movies in sequence. I'm trying to prepare for Captain Marvel in a couple weeks. Mm. And I saw him on some extras, and they pronounced it in a different way than that, and I don't remember what that way is. Fagy? Okay. I've also heard people say Fagy. Fagy? Yeah. All right. Well, whatever. Know.
3: Kevin.
1: Yeah, so they've already... Are they following that trend? Are they doing yeah. that? It seems,
3: it seems plausible.
1: So we might actually know the title.
3: Hmm. Well, speaking about the title, Inverse.com was uh, suggesting that the title for Star Wars episode 9 must use one of these three words to be perfect. All right, so I want to hear what you guys think of this. This is what this is according to the to Ryan Britt at inverse.com. He says one of these three words must be in the title. Word number 1 destiny okay Thanks. word number two rebellion
1: and word number three Skywalker I I can't agree with destiny just because I think that was one of the proposed titles for the original uh, uh, the new trilogy when Lucas was uh, hmm. doing the new prequels hmm I think that came up, Force of Destiny or something like that, and I I just didn't go along with it. So I can't... I'm not on board with the Destiny part. Maybe... I'm with you. Rebellion, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. So he suggests
3: at the end of his article, The Skywalker's Fall, or Fate of the Skywalkers, really focused on making this a... Star Wars: A Skywalker-centric conclusion, or a conclusion to the Skywalker
0: saga, I guess I should say.
1: Okay, well, how many we got? Leia's technically alive. Yeah, I
0: I think they're just going to solve that problem by having her get wiped out by Thanos' snap. Yeah, (laughs) it would work, right? That would be
1: good.
3: Now, some are saying or wondering: Is Star Wars Episode Nine the lame duck? of the Star Wars saga this is forbes.com uh, on February 6th uh, Pose the question uh, is is Star Wars episode 9 the lame duck in the Star Wars saga and certainly you can see the 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 thinking behind this it's like will this appease fans or it, it, or is this film doomed to, to just be like nothing and a meaningless part of the saga.
1: I I My hope is that it's not. And the reason why I'm saying this is there are enough questions that have led us as this group to argue this point for the last year, hmm. this Last Jedi madness that we've been going through, you know, obviously split about how we, uh, we see that movie. But I'm hoping that The problems Mm -hmm. I find with that movie aren't answered in that movie and that I actually get some real answers in the last movie. I really hope that there are... I mean, you have the whole Ray and Kylo thing that could end Mm -hmm. up being one of the most badass moments in this this trilogy. I don't think it's a lame duck movie based off of where the first two films are
5: leading Uh, us. Scott, I'm here to assuage all of your fears and tell you that nobody has ever wrapped up a storyline better than JJ Abrams. And, and let me just let me just throw this out here. Have you seen Lost? Why are we why are Shit. we worried? Why are we
0: worried about it being a lame duck? The last time JJ Abrams wrote and directed a sequel to an established studio big league property, it went great. I mean everybody loved Star Trek into darkness. Yes. Yeah, that was the bee's knees and the wasp
5: oh fuck, we're screwed. The, yeah. guy, the guy's track record is a lot flawed, actually, very flawed. Yeah. <laughs> All right.
0: J Abrams does some of the best setups you will ever see in modern storytelling, and his finishes are not always great. And that is that is far more what concerns me about it being a lame duck than than anything else.
3: Yeah. He's got a lot to deal with in this movie. He's got to wrap up, to your point, Scott. Yeah. The Ray and Kylo relationship. Yeah. He's got to put a bow tie and wrap up the the Skywalker saga. Right. We've talked many times about how Star Wars is a is a is the story of the Skywalkers. We've wondered aloud whether or not Ray Kenobi is actually
1: Ray Skywalker okay in disguise. Minus our perceptions, <laughs> minus our discussions that we've had, mm-hmm. and minus the fact that they've told us certain things that could be complete PR bullshit. Hmm. Let's just say, in theory, which we've discussed on the show, that they didn't work together, J.J. and uh, Ryan's Johnson, mm-hmm. uh, to get this story to, to you know, part mm-hmm. one to part two mm-hmm. here, or part seven to part eight, right. uh, to flow fluently. Let's just say he does have to sit there and work out some problems that Ryan decided to change up in his vision. I'm hoping that's more of a challenge to him than his typical wrap-up things. You know, I loved Lost, but I had a lot of problems with the way that series ended where I think we've had discussions about this. I also have problems with Into Darkness. I have a problem with the way that J.J. Abrams handles certain material when it comes to conclusions and wrapping up series or getting to the next level in a series. I'm hoping that Ryan... Johnson actually challenged JJ in this. Okay, we have
3: talked about on the show previously about yeah. we actually had a segment making fun of Ryan Johnson having to explain things.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: We played the Beatles, I want to hold your hand. He's holding our hand and explaining <laughs> things. And in that discussion, we've kind of talked about how you don't necessarily need to explain everything to us, Ryan. It's yeah. fine. But in the same breath, we're upset that he's trying new things and maybe leaving things a little bit vague and not explaining things. So I want to put this to you guys. What answers must we have in Episode 9 for this to be a satisfying conclusion? And I'm going to start with, do we need to find out Ray's lineage? And Dave, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Yes. Okay, why is that? critical to the success of this film and in, in the in the eyes of Star Wars fans
0: because there is a mystery as to who she is and why she's here and why she's a part of the tapestry yeah and y- we have to know the lineage at least in the sense of is she is she somehow related to established characters hmm. or is she somebody new somebody who was just selected by the force to come in and play play her role? in this story. And that part of it at least needs to be answered. And then we can go off and continue to have adventures with Ray and stories with Ray after episode nine, but we have to at least know concretely and definitively, how does, how does it fit
1: in? Yeah. I, I I'm on board with that as much as I wanted her to be a Skywalker. And we discussed this over and over again, Dave, I'm with you on that. I, whether or not, Ryan's vision is that she really is a nobody. Fantastic. The problem with the movie that I had was that we don't definitively know. You can't tell me over and over again that just because Kylo said it, it means that that is exactly it. 100% concrete proof that she is a nobody. We already know the movie itself tells you that Kylo and Luke's vision of what happened was from a certain point of view. So is Kylo telling Ray the actual truth, or is he being manipulative in this case? Greg, I want to
3: hear from you on this, because you tend to be the contrarian with these things. (laughs) I I know you like when things don't go the way you think they're going to go, to quote Luke as closely as I can at this Mm -hmm. late hour with rum in my system. Do you feel... How would you feel if we walk out of the theater and it's still in, tr- in, in true J.J. J. Abrams style, if
5: it's still unclear about Ray? Well, I, 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 I'm going to be a little bit contrarian, but not really because they – is 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 the answer – and I know what the answer is for me, and I know what the answer is for Scott, and we have differing points of view on this. But is the answer they gave in the last Jedi is that not enough? Can it is, it? is it a bad idea to say that Rey is not a Skywalker? Is not has nothing to do with that lineage? That she's her own person? That she's standing on her own? That she's risen up from the from the nothingness to become the great hope for everybody? Is that a bad thing? I'm going to say no. She doesn't have to be a Skywalker. So no, it's I I am not going to be upset if they if they don't answer because I feel they already answered it.
3: Scott, what? How do you walk out of the theater if Rey, if we find out definitively that she's
1: not a Skywalker? I think if it's definitively yeah, told as a story as a whole, we have the answer. My argument with Greg on this is that you can't just say the movie The Last Jedi told you so. You have to go into it with a little bit of doubt because of who's telling you this. It's not Ryan Johnson who's telling you this. It's the character. The words are coming out of this person's mouth. It's a person who is deceiving and deceptive the whole time. You can't... And it, yeah. I'm sorry,
0: Scott. I thought you were done. Go, no, go, go ahead.
1: ahead. No, please. No, I was going to jump in and just
0: say, I think there's a good parallel to be had with the classic trilogy in that in Empire, Vader says... I am your father, and that was a big question for three years for those of us in fandom. You know, pre-internet days, all we had was our Bantha Tracks newsletter that we got from uh, from Lucasfilm every now and then. Was Darth Vader actually telling the truth? Right. And that was a big question to go into Return of the Jedi. Like, is that true? And Return of the Jedi clearly and definitively answers that once and for all. Right. And there would be, I'm just saying, there would be a a structural symmetry mm story-wise if mm -hmm. that happened here. And it's a bit of structural symmetry in that you have, you know, Luke and Vader, hero and villain of the storyline, having that moment in Empire, the second movie, and then you have Rey and Kylo, the hero and villain, having that parentage or lineage moment in the second movie of the trilogy. Is Kylo the villain telling the truth, or is he the unreliable narrator? Vader turned out to be the reliable narrator. Remains to be seen about Kylo.
1: That's, that, that is totally 100% fair. Now, So here's the catch with that, though, is that everything we saw in The Last Jedi, as much as it mirrored what we saw in Empire, it also flipped a lot of what we saw on its head. We got the feeling that we were watching the next Empire Strikes Back because, oh my God, it's so different and there's so many new things. But it really did take things figuratively and literally and flip them upside down.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: You got, here, here's a really weird contrast and comparison to this. The Walker scene is almost identical, except it comes at mm-hmm. the very end of the film as opposed to the very beginning of the film. And instead of getting the rebellion's ass kicked and have to flee, they technically win. They do flee, but they do beat them in that sense. They do create this existing rebellion Mm -hmm. or resistance that now becomes the rebellion again. Well, they win because the mission is to just simply survive. Survive.
0: Because the odds are so
3: much against them.
0: They they won by not losing, which yes. was right. exactly yeah. General Washington's strategy back in the the rebellion days of the American colonies. And it, Just- really
3: quick, uh, if you want to look up more about Star Wars symmetry, highly recommend uh, Google Star Wars Ring Theory. Star Wars Ring Theory, uh, it'll blow your mind. Okay, there's there's a lot more to the symmetry than than uh, we've alluded to in this show, but. Scott, go ahead.
1: I I love that. I definitely have to check that out because one of the things and and I know I got some fellow comic book nerds on here and I know that we're all fans of The Watchmen. The Watchmen graphic novel is one of the most amazing symmetry ridden books ever. I mean seriously ever. If you ever want to see something that will blow your mind, go in and (laughs) focus that. But that book and the concept of what that did kept my mind open as much as I disliked A lot about The Last Jedi. There's still a lot open for me on it. This is going to be the most positive thing I'm going to say about this movie. It's still the middle piece and we have questions that are unanswered and I'm excited to see where it's going to take us. Mm. It still made me frustrated and angry and we have all had those arguments multiple times over the last year, but I want to see where it goes. And that's where I give Ryan Johnson a lot of credit except for Canto Bight. Uh, I really (laughs) want to see how this plays in, how this puzzle yeah. piece fits into that last piece. We've made. Is a this l- the point where I can point out that
0: I said like right away, we all our reviews of the last Jedi are going to be suspect until Episode Nine comes out because we're evaluating the middle part of a book before we read the last third. Okay, sorry, I'm done. Well done. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah,
1: but, but but it makes good. It only context. took a year and a half, Scotty, but you're right there with me. I love you, man. It's <laughs> I love you too, Dave. I love you too. No, I, and Greg, I love you too for all the back and forth we've had. It's, it's amazing. This is what makes it so fascinating and interesting, whether we're kind of hyping it up or whether we're really, truly believing it. I love that we have the ability to have these dis- discussions.
3: You're coming around on The Last Jedi a little bit.
1: No, I, I, really I would say he's open to coming around. Let's just say that. He's right. open to coming around. Fair enough. I'm open to whatever the next movie decides. <laughs> How okay. about right. that? Okay. Potato, potato, potato. We're saying the same thing. <laughs> right. right. right,
4: right, right, right. <laughs>
3: let's see what else you got. All right. Let's move on here. <laughs> so talking about my favorite character in the Star Wars universe, Anthony Daniels and C-3PO. And it's hard to separate the two. I mean, the two are just synonymous – There's never been anyone else that's played C3PO on film, anyway, or in television, I think. I think he's
0: voiced 3PO everywhere, hasn't he? I I think so.
3: If any one actor owns a character straight up outside of Mark Hamill and Luke Skywalker, it is Anthony Daniels and 3PO. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Anthony Daniels is making some news because he's been tweeting stuff. Oh. Oh, yeah. And the quote of this the the headline for this article that i i love is uh, this is news.avclub.com anthony daniels is teasing something on twitter and it's not as cute as he thinks it is uh-oh so he had a series of tweets anthony <laughs> daniels did He tweeted on uh, February 4th. How strange. I'm receiving images of something amazing coming towards us, traveling over decades through space and time, reaching out to all humans on this planet with its message. What could it be? Should I be afraid? Should you? Stay tuned. So, you know, if you follow him, you're going, ooh, wow. Is this the title? What is this? This is something huge. Is he talking about episode 9? The trailer? What? So his next tweet, two days later. Everyone except one is looking the wrong way, but it's getting closer. Amazing. Doesn't seem to be the right shape for a movie title or trailer. Can't see an X or anything. Oh, the signal's faded. I'm sure it'll return. What can it be? Stay tuned. I will. (laughs) So, not giving us anything at all. Nothing. So then... Later that day, same day, he says, I have to rest before I fall apart. But wait, wait, I'm receiving a message from T-R-A-V-O, signal fading, come back. The one who got it? That's his tweet. And then luckily, according to this article, he returned again today. This is as this article was published on February 12th. And he tweets, dot, dot, dot signals faint, but now more bright stars, because paleo, fading N, fading, could be on the pa, to the ants, fading have to update the system, will this never end robot, error, should read reboot, pal, is your only hu- fading No. <laughs> that's his tweet so Greg, is this Anthony Daniels just screaming for attention, look over here, over here! Or is it, is he actually, is this anything meaningful?
0: Was that the life of Brian's mom again? That was life of Brian uh, (laughs) quoting Star Wars (laughs) (laughs) episode
5: four. (laughs) 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 Can I get a little of Brian's mom doing C-3PO in the desert of uh, the the gentleman waste? Over here, Brian!
4: (laughs)
2: Over
5: here, Anyhow. Kind of Mrs. Doubtfire esque too. You know?
2: I got well, hello, Judy Daniels as C three PO,
5: starring Steve Baldwin as C three PO.
2: You know
3: what? I I posed I, I pose a question. I don't even want you to answer it. Don't just don't just ignore it. I'm moving on. I'm fuck, just going to no, no, say that this this that really guy.
5: is just the single worst string of tweets. I I do not have the 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 level of rage for Anthony Daniels that you have, but Jesus Christ, I fully understand why you hate this guy as much as you do because I just I just read all this. and I'm like, shut the hell up, dude.
3: He's a pompous just... attention mogger. Wait, did I just say that out loud? I, yeah, I no, I'm sorry. About I like that. that. He I just like that. he just he just craves attention, and now he's done with Star Wars, and so he's got to. Post a bunch of stuff just to keep his fans engaged
1: because he needs fans. Oh my God! I'm, sorry. I'm So I am going back to the old uh, Star Wars insiders, and I'm gonna. He used to write a one-page article for every insider that came out, and yeah. we were gonna. We're oh, gonna of course gonna, he did.
0: Let's we're gonna, have
3: an Anthony Daniels
1: moment. We'll read one of those. Oh yeah. Every oh, episode. you were. Oh, Steve wonderful. is gonna. His head will fucking explode. Does he talk That's, about how wonderful he is? Oh yes. Okay, good. Oh, and how much that awful little droid is that he hung around with oh my god you're gonna love this I'll, t- I'll tell you what
0: if you have multiple issues yes, I'll, I'll even volunteer to do a, a bit where I will <laughs> read excerpted portions uh, of it for god. you know a couple of episodes a different issue every episode I do I have dramatic reading I have every
1: yeah. issue back to I think number five the f- one through four got lost somewhere in a move but mm. honestly I have them all in a box and uh we'll we'll, we'll do this so so to go back to the tweet though
0: real quick yeah. I, I shared that article One because I wanted to troll Steve Because I never missed an opportunity to do that But <laughs> Well done I, I did have a potentially Serious thought about it that I, I Wanted to throw out that runs Completely counter to my thought that I shared at the Opening of the podcast okay. What if what he was doing was He was giving us the initials The first letters of what the title Was where he says that T-R-A-V Mm-hmm. Episode nine T R A V and I was like Episode nine, so it could be the is the first word and, and is the third word okay. the and so what is the R and the V? If my theory is right, the Revenge of the Viceroy. Well, I'm just I, I'm just it was the a turn of that a I had vibrator because I was I was operating <laughs> under I was operating under the assumption that perhaps it was really some kind of sanctioned weird lead in for a, a title reveal and then it, it turned out to be nothing. He's just an attention whore. Right. But it was also shot down by the storyline that came out a couple of days ago now where uh, Dominique Monaghan or however you pronounce that fucking Hobbit's name. Lodahan. He, Lodahan, yeah. He said that the only person that knows the title for episode 9 is J.J. Abrams, and he mm-hmm. hasn't told anybody. Mm-hmm.
3: I'm just going to close this up really quick with... and I think that's a really interesting idea, Dave. And it would be... If that turns out to be true, if they gave him the license to go ahead and tweet that out, uh, I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about that. But I will close with the last line of this article, again on news.avclub.com. So what is this all about? At this point, we don't even really care anymore. If it's about Star Wars, fine. If it's not about Star Wars, that's also fine. But it better be about Star Wars, you gold-plated bastard!
4: <laughs>
3: Peace and love to you, Sam Barsanti, writing for AVClub.com. Nice. <laughs> All right, a <laughs> uh, couple of a uh, couple of more stories, guys. We're close to the end here. I got. Were we going to throw... talk
0: about Were we going to talk about Endgame at any point?
3: Um, uh, we have, we can, but let's. Because let if we... we're
0: not going to, that's okay.
3: No, we we should, and we also have to talk about Toy Fair. I know we've got a. We, uh, as I said, this was going to be a little bit of a lengthy show. So you know what? We're going to wrap this up soon, though. I'll make it brief. I'll talk about a brief. Right. So let me you're... let me hit on these last few yeah. stories. First of all, they're selling briefs here. We're yep. talk we're talking about uh we're talking about Lost earlier. we, yes. we could do a whole podcast on Lost and Evangeline Lilly. Yes Yes. Another very attractive young lady The Wasp Story here at uh, io9.gizmodo.com Evangeline Lilly wanted to play Princess Leia Yes But somebody named Carrie Fisher Had the role wrapped up for episode 7 But she called JJ and said Hey I want to play this character Can you imagine that my God! I she think she is. Think she, a, what
5: role would she have been in though? What, in in which movie did she want to play? Princess she wanted
3: Leia? she wanted to play Princess Leia in Episode Seven. Oh, before I guess maybe before Carrie signed. Oh,
5: okay. Well, they a, a, she's a little bit younger than Carrie Fisher. There there was a yeah. weird,
0: well, there was a weird sense going on at the time. They originally announced Episode Seven and JJ Abrams like, is this actually moving forward with the original cast? Yeah, just because lucasfilm as the indie signed them to do the movies doesn't mean that lucasfilm now owned by disney has to proceed under that and were they going to and because if they did obviously we're 30 years in the future but if they're going to try to jump back and say oh this is happening you know five years after return of the jedi obviously they have to recast everybody and in that scenario evangeline lilly is a perfectly reasonable consideration for princess leia i mean look looks the part has the right attitude and bearing about her to do it, and is about the right age for, you know, five years post the Battle of Endor. She was, of course, cast
3: as Hope Van Dyne in Ant-Man and then became the Wasp. After that was Kate on Lost, just a wonderful, wonderful actress and a lovely young lady. Uh, Talking about lovely young ladies, there's a story here about uh, the Black Widow, release date of the Black Widow standalone Marvel film starring, of course, the one and only Scarlett Johansson uh, is uh, actually discussed at uh, sorry, ibtimes ibtimes.com a Black Widow release date. In this article it's unclear there's no formal date but they're presupposing a 2020 release so we're over a year out it looks like for potentially for the Black Widow standalone movie that I will be in theaters to see as well for oh, yeah. sure, no doubt.
1: Oh yeah, no, no doubt. Much yep. much deserved, by the way. I mean, I know they, a lot of those characters have received their own solo films, but she is a fantastic actress, and oh, she's great, just wonderful in the Marvel series. So yeah,
0: yeah. And, and from a business standpoint, she's proven she can open a movie by herself. Yeah. You look at some of her action movies, she has done very well. Yeah. No doubt. She's great. One
3: one of the greats of our time in in terms of uh, uh, being able to hold her own with the guys. Oh, yeah. She kicks ass. Easily.
1: Yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, All right. A few fun stories to wrap it up, guys. Remember a few weeks ago, well, a few months ago now, we talked about A Star Wars collection, uh, a a collection of Star Wars Legos, rather I should say, that was at an elementary school in Orange County, Concordia Elementary School. Uh, There were over sixty huge Lego sets that were displayed around the library that this librarian had curated for years, Hmm. and they were smashed to bits by vandals. So good news coming out of the Orange County Register last week. 90% 90% of the massive Star Wars Lego collection at Concordia Elementary has been rebuilt. There's a great feel-good story. Uh, art teacher Jenna Bassett received help from Lego builders. This this made big national news, so people came out of the woodwork to help. The 501st showed up nice. to help. There are Lego building clubs that got together and helped... Uh, rebuild these ships and she was presented with a new millennium falcon made up of over 7,000 pieces that was presented to Bassett just before Christmas so this is a a really nice wrap up to this story Star Wars fans are the best in the world and they came through for this elementary school in Orange County
1: does it say where? Concordia Elementary Concordia
3: Elementary in Orange County is all it says I, I think it's down in uh,
0: South Orange County, like okay. the San Clemente area.
1: Cuz I I actually know yeah, of Yeah, exactly.
0: San Clemente exactly. Okay. Yep.
1: Great. Wow, that's fantastic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Huh.
3: Really good news. Uh also just wanted to mention we didn't jump on it earlier, but I wanted to just I didn't want this to slip by um by us in in uh in accordance with the release of episode 9 coming up. Starwars.com announced Force Friday.
1: Triple. Triple
3: Force Friday. Yes. Announced on October fourth. Put it in your calendars. October fourth, twenty nineteen. Lucasfilm and Disney announced that the worldwide event will see the debut of brand new products inspired by this year's biggest Star Wars releases, including episode nine, the first ever Star Wars action live action series, The Mandalorian, and a title from EA and Respawn called Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order that's coming out. So look for those. Mark in your calendars now, October 4th, Star Wars, Triple
1: Force Friday. You know, we've we've joked about this in the past, and I'm going to just say this right now. I might participate hardcore in this one um, just because of an upcoming story we're going to talk about with Toy Fair. Yeah. I'm excited. This year... Is fantastic.
3: All right, let's. Why don't we just dive right into that? And then, Gray, uh, sorry, Dave, we're going to come back to um, Avengers Endgame. But Scott, you wanted to
1: cover a little bit about Toy Fair that happened this week in New York. I, I have taken a break from my collecting for quite a few years now. Occasionally picking up a few toys here and there, uh, loving uh, obviously the vintage line.
3: Although all evidence to the contrary, looking at your garage. Yeah, I don't want to. We can't <laughs> even all
5: of that. Oh my god! Yeah, that's the existing collection. That's okay, not the growing it. collection. Oh, okay,
1: okay. <laughs> the great, the growing collection is now in the hoarder room. But I will say, <laughs> we've decided to move the couch out to make more room for our Star Wars toys. But, um Here's the here's the thing. The announcement that happened over the last four or five days here in New York, uh, I I just it's so exciting. Seriously. So what are you pumped up about? What's what's there they, that you're excited so about? The last year and a half, almost two years, they've extended the, the Vintage line. The Vintage line is almost like a retro version of the original Star Wars black and uh, silver cards, <clears throat> which are great because you get a lot of the new titles on those classic uh, black cards that we're all familiar with uh, back in the 70s and mm-hmm, 80s. Mm-hmm. That line is extending and I'm even going to pick up the Last Jedi toys. They're uh, amazing. Seriously, the, the uh, Praetorian guards, the uh, the articulation on these things, the, the detail in these are just fantastic. I'm so excited about these, but the big thing for me is uh, actually a couple things. They're really focusing on Return of the Jedi this year. <clears throat> and uh, I gotta tell you, they're really pumping out the stuff for for the kids to have some serious fun. They're really making like little play sets now that all kind of come together and build a giant Jabba's Palace to go along with the giant sail barge that's coming out. And they're reissuing one of the skiffs with so much detail. It's just, it's phenomenal what they're doing. Hasbro, kudos to you and using the Kenner logo and everything. It's just fantastic. And then the icing on the cake is they're actually doing a limited line of retro figures with mm. purposely aged cards to look like they are vintage 40-year-old cards. Oh, man. God, I wonder who the target audience is for
3: those. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> I'm, You and I are going to be at the target.
1: Luke Skywalker with yeah. telescoping lightsaber. Bright, blonde, yellow lightsaber. Not the blue. Oh, just like the original. Really? Fantastic. It's all the original characters. It's not the original line, uh, the original uh, figures that came out, but you will get the main characters. The best part about this is the game I still own as a child, from being a child, is Escape from the Death Star board game. It's a fantastic, fun, dorky little board game, but if you guys like board games, pick this game up. They're redoing the entire vintage box. With this original game, you have to play these little characters that move across this little field of Death Star, get through the trash compactor, get through all this stuff. The best part is is they're adding a special vintage line Grand uh, uh, Moff Tarkin. Ooh. I'm amazed
5: you still have that game. I really
1: am. <laughs> I want to play it with you guys. It's I a really, fun game. It is it's a fun game. game. My brother had yeah. it.
5: I we yeah.
3: should
1: play we should play that game uh as an episode on the Wretched Hive Podcast. It's such a great game. It's so simple, it's so easy. You gotta move it's so basic, like 70s style, but yeah. they're putting the original game out with the original pieces, but wow. you get a carded Tarkin figure that looks like the five points of articulation nineteen seventy-eight style figure. Oh wow. It's phenomenal. If you haven't seen it, pick it up or look at it. Go pick this up when this gets released this year. It's just a great idea. It's People have been clamoring about this for years in the collecting uh, market. And I'm I'm telling you, it's, it's fantastic.
3: And so all, is all this stuff hitting the stores
1: on October 4th? I think some of it is going to be uh, released. Initial rollout is either May or June, okay. probably May the 4th. And then the big mm. portion is going to be the new release stuff uh, for the next film. Okay. Um, the uh, Mandalorian TV series and then the animated stuff just hit the market. I was at Target tonight mm. uh, a little bit earlier and I'm, I'm telling you, the new, even the animated stuff looks amazing. Wow. They're, they're doing a fantastic job. And, and the fact that Hasbro has no problem, obviously, they acquired Kenner um, using for the vintage line the Kenner logo, the Kenner style from 1978 up to the uh, original. POTF line, which was the Power of the Force line, which included a little coin. You got a little coin with your your action figure. Mm. They do all of those vintage styles so perfect. You guys are gonna love this. If you, Greg, I know you've collected stuff in the past. If you like any of this, you'll dig this, man. Seriously. excellent.
5: Yeah, excellent. And, and yeah, I'm I'm excited about that stuff, especially the the the, the board game. I'm, a, you know, I'm a, I'm the big yeah. board game guy around here, and so that intrigues me. Yeah, the fact that you still have the it's original, a, I, yeah. I remember it being a very simple board game. It you was. Know, but, uh, you know, just for nostalgia's sake, I think it would be fun. And the Kenner logo is on this
1: stuff? Everything. It's that's the original, cool, the double silver border that goes yeah. around every single one of them. It's the original print. The best part is the purposely aged boxes and card backs are fantastic. I'm so jazzed about this. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm All right. Well,
3: if you hear anything else, keep us posted. We need to We need to keep up on this news. That's that's. That's big stuff. I had to talk about this awesome.
1: because on top of that, you're wearing the sweatshirt tonight of the vintage figures. I have. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, all
3: right. So we've got a lot of Star Wars stuff, but we wanted to hit on one final story about Avengers Endgame. We've got, if I'm right. Oh, that's, that's awesome. The retro. Yeah. Wow.
1: I'll post it for it. I had to show Steve one of the pictures. That's, that's
3: yeah. cool. Uh, retro Tarkin. Um, We've if I'm right, we're gonna have a Star Wars trailer on Friday, April twelfth. And then two short weeks later, we've got Avengers Endgame. And that's confirmed, Dave, right? For April
4: twenty sixth? Mm-hmm. Yes,
3: it is. Alright. So you
0: you had a story you wanted to talk about Endgame. Well, it's a potential spoiler. So anybody who doesn't—if you guys don't want to hear potential spoilers—I won't talk about it. All right, hold on. All right, you're safe. No, I actually—I I, I actually meant you guys on the podcast. Oh, okay, um, hold on. <laughs> All right. Um, I wish I wish everybody listening could watch the video feed of this because you really have no idea how proud Steve was of himself the second time he hit that fucking spoiler alert. The facial expression on that was just pure nine-year-old look at how cool I am. Every now and then my computer decides to
1: work and I'm
3: so glad when I click it, the noise happens. Uh, I'm okay with spoilers.
0: Uh, oh, God. Are you it, it, cool it's... with
3: spoilers? Yeah.
0: Greg? Hit me. Alright, do it. Okay. So, the idea is there. There is a lot of speculation out there that the time travel is going to play a part of this.
5: Play the spoiler yeah. one more time.
0: Oh. oh. Sorry, Greg. You have, you, have, you have one job, Baldwin. You have one job. I, w- I was.
3: I was. I'm, I'm multitasking. I was looking at this amazing picture of this retro packaging
0: for Jabba's Palace. Oh my God. Anyway, go ahead. So. I'm watching all the Marvel movies in order, and I just watched uh, Age of Ultron and Ant-Man over the weekend, and then I saw this news story pop up in my feed that kind of plays off of both of that. Scott made an allusion to it earlier. Endgame is mentioned a couple of times in Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, and the first time is actually in Age of Ultron when Tony Stark is talking about the justification for Vision and Ultron, and he says, oh, the Endgame... You know, he's like, We as Avengers, we can go around killing gun runners everywhere. The end game is up there where the alien invasion came from. It's from space. That's where the end game is going to be. And then later mm-hmm. on, after that speech, the uh, Dr. Banner says, Am I in a time loop? Oh. Huh. Which okay. is just, it, it's an interesting, very specific phrase to throw out, you know, in 2015. And then you look ahead at where things are now in 2019. So. I was paying a little attention. That kind of got my thought process going, primed me for this article. And then if you look in the in the Ant-Man movie, when uh, the Michael Douglas carrier, Hank Pym, first says, you know, hey, I found a guy. He's like, Scott Lang, I've been watching you for a long time. And it just sounds like the kind of cheesy thing that their mentor is going to say in a heist movie. But what if it's not cheesy? What if Scott Lang, who is left in the quantum realm at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp, escapes by traveling back in time and emerges in 1993 or something like that.
5: Boy, what does he, yeah, that's but, already been hinted at because isn't there something in the video at the end of the trailer yeah, where you're not sure up, exactly sh- what time? He shows yeah, up at the door, sure. right? Yeah, Hold you're on. not.
0: Yeah, you're watching the video yeah, of right. Scott Lang. You go, hey, look at me, it's Ant-Man. Remember me from this? And then you have this clip of Steve Rogers. Is that archive footage or is that live? And if you yeah. like, freeze frame and look yes. at it, there's, there's some date stamps that indicate it's from 1993. Yeah. So let's just say Scott Lang emerges from the quantum realm in nineteen ninety three. What does he do to get help for himself? He does what Marty McFly does in Back to the Future, and he goes to talk to the smartest man he knows who's alive in nineteen ninety three, a young Hank Pym. And mm. that's why Hank Pym is watching Scott Lang for a long time as of Ant Man One in twenty fifteen. Whoa. Oh he, yeah.
3: I just ha I just got a mind blown moment.
1: Oh, there's more to it.
0: That's I I, I, that's but, really strong. Yeah, I, but I was just like, that's okay, strong. wait, a minute, that, yeah, that's suddenly like that. It all starts to get interesting. The idea that even back then they were playing, they knew kind of, here are some broad pieces that are going to have to move around the chessboard for all of this to make sense, and we can drop it in with just a little bit of foreshadowing that'll just seem kind of like a cheesy throwaway line at the time. Oh yeah, but if it's if it's right it'll all
1: play together in a way that makes really big, perfect sense. Here's here's the sad thing. God, I how much do you want to say and how much do you want to spoil? I know we've heard the spoiler alert, but... There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but what Dave's saying, there's actually more that's been hinted at, either in the trailer itself, or in Captain Marvel's new trailer, or some of this footage that he's talking about, there's stuff that has been hinted at that goes beyond, oh my God. Seriously, the the for, the, the thought process that went into this, whether you're saying that is true, Dave, it's just a, a casual throwaway line that might mean something later on, is phenomenal forward thinking on their part. But see, what
3: that does is that, if that's correct and you're picking out little throwaway, seemingly throwaway lines from previous movies and it all weaves together. Yeah. That, that is going to cause fans to go back and rewatch the old movies to see what they can pick up on. And right, buy them. And buy them. And, mm-hmm. I and I will, I will, you know, we've talked about this before, but I will, I will say that there are two words, two words that really sum this whole thing up. If that's correct, and I that sounds wonderful. I, I literally had a mind blown moment when you when you rolled that out just now. The two words are Kevin Feige Oh yeah. Yeah. And Star Wars need come and bring it back to Star Wars. Needs a showrunner yeah. that can weave it all together. We can't the idea of having all these different you know, directors come in and with these different vision visions and, and try to make it all fit and oh we're going to make this look like the original you know that's all great but you have a guy and I've advocated for this before like Dave Filoni that mm-hmm. knows the universe like the back of his hand and he's got the resources of the Star Wars story group in his back pocket we need one guy it, it's, it's better if it's not by committee one guy singular vision that is strong and true can weave this all together like Kevin Feige doing for Marvel and I think it can take Star Wars to the next level and it's not going to happen until someone like Filoni is given the reins of Star Wars
0: well I'm going to throw I'm going to throw a theory I have out too here real quick in the last okay. end game trailer mm-hmm. there's a really great shot of Captain America like strapping on the shield for the last time yes except I'm going to throw this out here what if that's not Steve Rogers because the clip is just a gloved hand tightening the shield onto it. Wait a minute. I'm gonna I'm I'm just throwing it out there as a possibility because the other thing that I was reminded of is the vision Tony Stark has in Age of Ultron is that all the Avengers are dead. And they're asking him, Why didn't you save us? And we all to... know this is the last movie for virtually all of the, you know, the long-time, decade-long Marvel heroes that we're seeing. So not all of them. Not all of them. I, I'm saying most of them, but I'm just, just, you know, Chris Evans' contract is up after this. So just saying, throw it out there. What if that clip that's designed to evoke this idea of, oh, Captain America's putting on the shield one last time for this fight? What if that's not Steve oh. Rogers? What if that's somebody picking up the shield to carry the fight forward? We, after we, Endgame.
1: This is going to be a three-hour show because I have to jump in on this. This is a conversation we have to have because, seriously, this is all we don't, coming we, down... We, don't, we don't have to
0: have it right now. We can have it next time so but, that listeners yeah, can tune in for it. But, make,
1: make it quick, and we'll I, follow
0: up next time. I
1: need to add to that mind-blowing moment. What if that is not Steve Rogers' last time putting on the shield?
0: I'm, I'm fine
1: with that. What if that's the first... Time or oh, an early yeah. time. I'm not going to be yeah. able to sleep tonight. Because think yeah. about that because video of footage of Scott Lang outside of there. If there is a time loop going on, you might see events that have happened in previous Avengers films through the last 10 years redone from a different point of view.
5: Jesus. Obi Wan and- Kenobi is Captain America? Yes! That's what oh, I'm saying. Oh my god. Ray. No. Ray. <laughs> Ray Kenobi, because of course she's a Kenobi. Isn't that Captain America? What the well, hell just happened?
0: Well, there there is going to be that awkward moment where we find out the Infinity Stones are all actually Kyber crystals. oh maybe it's Ray Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> don't know. Mm-hmm.
3: It's the Star Wars tweet of the week. Yee-hoo! Really? Curious, yes. because everybody knows that Twitter is a source of endless
4: positivity. You're gravely mistaken.
3: Come to your senses. Well, um, uh, there are a few Twitter accounts that are kind of funny. Sometimes.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Greg, what do you got for us this week? Guys, this week I had to cheat a little bit because, quite frankly, there's not a whole lot of Star Wars tweets out there that are really uh, worth checking out right now. So I went to the mothership, guys, at StarWars.com where they're pimping up their Star Wars show. So I'm going to suggest you go watch the Star Wars show this week. And why? Because they have a guest on there this week, actor, comedian Paul Shear, who's the host of a couple of my favorite podcasts that are out there. How Did This Get Made?, and another one unspooled. One's about bad movies, one's about good movies. But he's super funny and he talks about Star Wars. So go, let's go to the Star Wars show, look at the Star Wars Twitter page, or yeah, Star Wars Twitter feed, look up the Star Wars show, and watch the episode with Paul Scheer. It's a good one.
3: All right. Excellent. That's a good tip. Yes. You're not going to do uh, roses or red, <laughs> violets or blue.
0: I love breakfast, oh. and I miss Aunt Beru. I mean, okay, oh I, I got I got one for you. This was this was a Luke Skywalker Valentine's Day poem.
5: Uh, was, yeah, Steve was stealing like,
0: my gig, so go for it. Lights, like light, what what? Uh, lightsabers are red. Lightsabers are blue. If you find mine, return my hand too. That's from Luke Skywalker. <laughs>
5: So we are 3 weeks away from the title and trailer. No, a month a month and 3 M- weeks, and three it's weeks an away. Yeah. But
0: you like but you like the idea of no title, just like even doing a trailer with no title just to really really troll the fans.
5: All the way to December, dude. All, I'm totally in. All the way it's, the first time I sit down in that theater is the first time I want to see the title. Wait, I have another <laughs> I have another poem to share.
3: Ready? Here we go. Yeah, go for it. Roses are red. The show's over. Time to go. Time to wrap it up. Where the hell is Nico?
0: (laughs) Reasonable. That's reasonable.
3: Hmm. All right. I wrote that. At least it rhymed. I wrote that. Uh... (laughs) Well, if you've ever written a really terrible poem and read it on the air for hundreds of people to listen to, uh, give me a call. Let me know what I should do next. Uh, You can find us on the Wretched Hive Hotline. That's 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-Hive. That's H I V E. in case you can't spell Hive.
0: Losers. (laughs) And you can also find
4: find us
3: online at www.theretchedhive.net. you can find us on Facebook although we don't recommend it facebook.com forward slash wretched podcast hate you can also email the show to show at the wretched Hive ironically dot .net you can also find us on Twitter at retchedhivepod on google Podcasts or stitcher but the best way to listen to the show is through apple Podcasts, and we would love to Love, love, love if you would leave a review on the show at Apple Podcasts. Five stars, one star, any number of stars. We don't care. We just want to connect with you listeners of the Wretched Hive podcast. Just a reminder, we're part of the Figure 8 Podcast Network. That's figurewithan8.com. Adding new shows soon. So stay tuned there. Uh, you can find us on the Apple App Store at Wretched Hive. Or search Wretched. And uh, guys, that means that episode 81 is in the books. I don't think we have time for final thoughts. Have a great week. We will see you in two
5: of them. And may the Force be with us all. Guys, Manny Machado signed for $300 million to play in San Diego. San Diego.
3: Sandy- yeah, enjoy fourth place. Uh, yeah. That's all I have to say to
5: you.
0: <laughs> Hey, how's that Bryce Harper deal working out for the Dodgers? Um, anyway, more Star Wars news. <laughs> oh my God.